In this era of information expansion, you'd think it's easy to find the guidance that you need. It's not, especially when the information feels recycled because everyone's just saying the same thing. Hi, welcome to the space where we discuss unpopular opinions in different angles on the struggles we face in our journey to healing, growing, and aligning with our deepest desires. My name is Lux, and you're listening to the Elite Soul Upgrade Podcast. Welcome to episode three. I can't lie, I am really excited to record this episode because I didn't get to last week. I wanted to, but I was adjusting to my new daily routine, so I had to honor my body's bids for rest and sleep. And here's the thing about making lifestyle changes. You're also making conscious decisions to change the vibration and frequency you're commonly operating in. When I say changes, it could either be good or bad for you. Obviously, bad habits, bad changes lowers your vibration and good raises it. In this instance, I'm making changes to my lifestyle to challenge myself and break through a limit I've been comfortably functioning in. That means I have a new set of goals, new standards for healthy relationships I want to be a part of, and new shadows that to uncover which inspired today's topic. Why do we make friends with people who seemingly hate us? You might think, why would I or why would we make friends with somebody who hate who hate us? Of course, when they're very vocal about the feelings of non-affection or dislike towards us, we're not going to be make uh, we're not going to make friends with them. We're not going to be friends with those people because rejection is scary. Sure, I understand that. Okay, you know, you have to understand that these people, they don't know that they hate you just yet. It's just that they're acting based on instinct. And, you know, animals, they rely on instinct. When they perceive something as a threat, then they act on it. So since they're not aware that they actually hate you, their their body, their ego just, or their instincts just perceive you as a threat. So maybe they do like you on some level. But their instincts do not. And that that is what happens when you're unconscious about a lot of things. Like you're not self completely self-aware. And also I remember writing like about 10 years ago that hate and love belong in the same region as the brain. So when they're hating you, I guess it's just confusion. Like they like you so much to the point of hating you. You know, that is why I always preach that it's important to have clarity about your emotions and be aware and be able to identify them. Anyway, let me give you a a little backstory. Now, the one thing that I've truly desired all my life was to belong in a friend group. I've always wanted that, or maybe even a couple of friends that made me feel loved, heard, and had a healthy dose of loyalty because I am very aware that I'm also capable of giving those things and more. However, as I begin to set new standards for friendships I'd like to welcome in my life moving forward, I couldn't help but reevaluate the ones that I've already had over the past few years. So I've never shied away from asking myself the hard questions because who am I if I'm not self-aware and honest with myself? And I also make it a habit to connect with my higher self or submit questions to my subconscious because... I know that it will do its best to provide me with answers and clarity. 
So I ask myself, have you ever noticed that majority of your friendships you've had in the last few years were mediocre? No. Um, I mentioned in the last episode that mediocre friendships are those that don't bring out the worst in you, but they also don't bring out the best in you. So it doesn't sound that bad, right? But it's actually not good either, not great, in fact. Because if you're in like, relationships and friendships are not here to make us happy, it's here to make us conscious. So if it's not um, making you aware of your triggers, and how are you going to heal and grow from them and if it's not making you bring and it's not bringing out the best in you how are you going to know what you're capable of or living uh your truth and walking in your purpose because it's never going to make you aware about anything so i also ask myself another set of questions like have you ever noticed that they've already seen the achievements that you've um Uh, accomplished in the last few months they never tell you how happy they are for you even though they've already seen it but they only express that they're happy for you once you've brought it into their attention so because they're just gonna react oh yeah i'm happy for you i saw that because they have no choice you brought it to their attention and if you if they didn't react then it's gonna be weird and um Also, you I like I ask myself, you know how you have those friends, you know, with the air quotes, that aren't passionate about their friendships. As long as you look good on the gram, you look happy, you make them look happy. But in behind closed doors, off camera, they don't know anything deep about you. They don't know your fears, your dreams, your, um, you know, uh what you truly desire for your future they don't know anything about your family even if you're not in good terms with your family like you should know why why is that like i want to know more about you they're just physically present all the time but their mind is always elsewhere and there's also those friends who who won't fight for you like they're okay if you're friends but they're also okay if you're not they have no sense of loyalty and if the time comes that you need them to have your back they will prioritize being neutral because they're afraid to have conflict with others but they expect you to go ride or die for them and you know what my subconscious said they hate you that's what it said they hate you i kept making friends with people who hated me they didn't hate me because i did something to them in fact I loved them with all my heart. I fought for them. I was deeply loyal to a fault, but they just couldn't love me. They couldn't reciprocate it because it was not in their DNA. They weren't designed to love me. There are so many factors that led to this, but this one crucial discovery I have opened up my world and brought me peace. So again, my my favorite habit, asking myself. So I was asking myself, Why the F would I seek out relationships with people who hate me? Am I crazy? Am I stupid? Um, I'm trying to belong somewhere and I choose people who don't like me? What is that? Why is that? So, my subconscious delivered the answer a few days later. It appears the reason why I'm constantly attracting or attracted to these types of wishy-washy friends, friendships all points to the very first first friendship I've ever experienced in my life with my mother. 
My mother was young when she had me, and she had a lot of regrets, pain, and unhealed wounds that never really got resolved until today. And she took it out on me. My very first female friendship with the woman who was supposed to be my caregiver and my number one supporter turns out to be my number one hater. So I guess um, I was con- unconsciously seeking a replica of my relationship with her through other people in hopes that to repair what I couldn't repair with her. If I hadn't confronted this harsh truth, I would have continued seeking one-sided relationship with relationships with other women I viewed as my equals. And how, how I see how that makes sense because I believe it was Carl Jung that said, until you make the unconscious conscious, it will direct your life and you will call it fate. Coincidentally, as I was making these breakthroughs, an old friend of mine came back into the picture and she expressed having similar struggles with her own attempts at building friendships with her peers. I guess we were vibrating in similar frequencies because she has brought, uh, she was brought back into my awareness unexpectedly. I hadn't spoken to my old friend in almost two years. Let's call her M. M as in majestic, not M as in Emma Watson. Oh, okay, <laughs> M, and I stopped talking, not because. We had a falling out. It was that at that moment when I was experiencing drastic and dramatic spiritual growth. She was getting overwhelmed and she couldn't, she couldn't keep up with me in her personal issues. I thought the best was to part ways for um, the time being because she couldn't bring herself to ask that of me. I've always regarded M as one of my best friends because I feel that our souls were cut from the same cloth. She's always this one person with whom I can talk deep stuff with, and she would not smart shame me, dismiss me, or pretend to be interested. She actually was. Em also had this insatiable hunger to be better. She had one of the best minds I'd ever encountered, and I guess her taking uh, talking to me ignited a fire in her to aim for her own growth in, and healing. So... That's why I never settle for my friendships because I I know somewhat the what it feels and tastes like to have someone who truly understands and seeks to understand you. It's a very valuable relationship. We seem like a great match, right? Why the separation a couple of years ago? And this brings us to the second half of today's episode. The perks of separation. So what is the first thing that comes to your mind when you hear the word separation? Pain. Of course, because it's division, disconnection, a gap that causes a bond to be moved apart and avoid growing between two people that used to be close or together. When Em and I decided it was best not to talk for a while, it was not just our friendship I moved friendship I moved away from. It was everyone I knew that I ghosted. I made myself inaccessible to everybody, which means I deleted all my social media. I changed my number. I was not having it. (laughs) I was going through so many changes and my identity was being tested, stretched, expanded in ways that I even had a difficult time catching up with. So, but these changes were for my own good. I just know it. And remember I mentioned in the beginning that when changes happen, the choice to change for the bad could lower your vibration and good ones can help raise your frequency. 
The changes that were happening in my life were making me vibe higher than ever. I was having a difficult time connecting with M and the rest of the people I was in contact with at the time. I didn't know how to relate to them because some of them just wanted to talk problems they created with no interest in finding any solutions. They wanted to gossip or just justify why they didn't need to take accountability for their actions. And But M wasn't like that. Although she just had her own internal struggles that she refused to share with me because she didn't feel like discussing it. Maybe it was her shame that prevented her or she just wanted to keep it private until she found a way to deal with it. Either way, we were both feeling the pressure of keeping the friendship alive and functioning. I tried to catch her up with my new discoveries and breakthroughs. She really did her best to to keep up with me. But I was feeling this intense pressure in my chest. And like there was this faint voice making a request of me to cut off contact with everyone for now. It took me a while to give in because I was afraid to be forgotten or to be sad or uh, to miss the people. But when I turned the question to myself, do you think they'd miss you if they left you to choose themselves? The answer would probably be no. So I finally gave in and I felt like a huge thorn in my chest was being taken out. I felt so relieved. I, I could breathe. I like, like remembering that moment right now made I could remember how how relieved I felt. I was now free to focus on my healing and growing journey. And this is where I'm going to tell you that separation is not all bad. I understand though that it's hard to see that at first because our vision becomes so narrowed by the pain we're feeling in the moment that we fail to see how it often comes with blessings or abundance and expansion. It could, it could be abundance of knowledge, expansion of your soul and wisdom, and sometimes it can also translate into material abundance, expansion, and prosperity. Once you've man- mastered stab- stabilizing in this new frequency you've chosen to function in, it's just only a matter of time for it to materialize in front of you. I've experienced many separations since then, not just with M and the rest of the people I used to be friends with. I've actually attempted to make new connections in the last couple of years, and I really like those people, but the universe had other plans. So whenever I have become super close with them, I get this knot in my stomach, and my chest feels always tight. And, you know, um, what I've learned observing my own body is that when I feel these types of things, it's usually because I am being warned by myself or my higher self that there's the wrong direction, that it's not for you, don't force it, don't go there. Abort mission, abort mission. And since that is usually not a good sign, I take that as my higher self warning me that these new relationships were I have were a no-go. To show myself that I honor and respect her, I started distancing myself from people who I get these weird feelings from. Sure enough, a few months or years later, I started to understand why my connections were being severed from these people. The thing about having close relationship is it's nice. The feeling of being connected with somebody who gets you, especially as your bonds grow deeper, getting attached is inevitable. So especially if they become... A constant source of so a constant source of support, happiness, and comfort, or they become part of your daily routine. 
we do everything we keep uh, we can to keep this relationship in our lives and some of us go to great lengths to do so to the point that we ignore some red flags and this is where it gets tricky though is i believe that for our relationships to progress and stay healthy we need to recognize our own red flags and work on it or we effectively and confidently communicate what we notice amongst uh, with our partners and then listen to them when they also express the same thing then we both work on it so that we can all stay on the same page is that that's when you know that this person really values lo- and loves you and respects you because they will work and do their best to stay on the same page as you because being on a different page with you is just painful but what if they don't or can't stay on the same page what if the relationship has run its course what if the red flags that were red flags before we have become an issue because your own tastes have changed and as you change you no longer become compatible with them majority of the couples today would rather ignore these disparities often letting their partners continue harmful behavior by turning a blind eye so they so they just can stay together this is dynamic it's not just exclusive to romantic relationships i have seen this in friendships and family as well and to acknowledge a shift can be painful but it is inevitable so i guess i can understand how it's easier to just ignore pretend it's not there then ha- have the difficult conversations or make hard decisions. Sometimes it's just too much to ignore, though. It's too much. Uh, it takes too much from you energetically and emotionally, mentally and spiritually. And this is when we are called to separate from the people we love dearly. Separation is not forever. It's not permanent. It's often just like a recess we needed to let the relationship breathe. To let the two people in that relationship breathe. See, when we start noticing things and behaviors that doesn't feel right, we tend to focus on the pain and how we can get rid of it. But let's just be honest. Not all of us were equipped with the tools to cope and deal with pain in a healthy way. So in my case, like in my case, I thought in order for the pain to go away, I just have to pretend that it's not there or I gaslight myself into believing that I was making a big deal out of nothing or I'm being overly sensitive. But And when we're swimming with all the confusion and emotion, it can cloud our judgment. And it's looking, it's like looking at a really good painting that you can't appreciate the message behind uh, the picture or because or the image because you're standing way too close to it. You have to take a step back in order for you to see the full picture. And going through a period of separation helps with this. We start to see things a little bit clearer. We can breathe and we can appreciate the aspects of the relationship that we started to take for granted. It's just something that we unconsciously do like as humans. I think that we call it like the closeness person, uh, closeness relationship bias, where we've become so close with a person that we don't realize that there are little things that they do that we take for granted. It's like we just feel entitled and that they're supposed to do that anyway. So, so um, the time and energy we spend trying to figure out and understand why they're acting weird, gaslighting ourselves, ignoring it, our intuition, pretend nothing's wrong, suppressing our feelings to fake being okay when we're not. We're 
gonna be we're gonna be able to reinvest that in ourselves healing our trauma unlearning healthy coping mechanism unhealthy coping mechanisms discovering subconscious blocks that make us prone to fall into harmful behavioral patterns or just you know focusing on our goals for the time being it also makes you realize that a lot of the things about the relationship and here's what i mean by that right before em and i decided to take a break from our friendship we were really close we spoke daily we joked we shared good content our individual daily annoyances or breakthroughs but time came when i was growing faster than she was and every time i shared my epiphanies it felt like she wasn't all there she was spacing out and at that moment i felt offended because i felt like i wasn't heard or what i was saying wasn't important but now today i realize because of our separation it allowed me to realize that it wasn't at all her fault and nor was it mine it was just something that was triggering for me because during my it reminded me of my childhood where i was made to feel unheard where and my opinions were constantly valid invalidated by the adults in my life so her spacing out and not acknowledging it like brought me back to that and that's why it got me angry but it was neither our fault because i wasn't i wasn't conscious about it then and she had her stuff going on too but the separation allowed me to heal that and so every time we talk i felt this pressure in my chest like tightening i think it was my body noticing that m was feeling pressured and there was picking up on it but i continued to ignore it because i was so afraid to stop talking to her then i would have nobody to talk to a part of me also recognized that as selfish as i was for doing that i should let her go So I told M that it was best not to talk anymore because it seems like we're no longer on the same page. We didn't have a falling out and it was neither her fault or mine. It was just her mental, emotional, spiritual maturity at that time. It could not comprehend or entertain and process what I was sharing because she just wasn't prepared for it. It just is. She had a lot of things going on in her life and at that time she was coping with a heartbreak and loss. She was also running her business. She's constantly on survival mode. So I thought it was best if we just parted ways because I was already in the mindset that um I can't save her. I can't help her if she's not asking for it and it's not my job to change the course of her destiny because I didn't want to inherit her karma. But if I wasn't aware of this before, I would have did everything in my power to like steer her a different direction. But I found that very draining for me. So I never actually hope if uh whether we'd find our way back to each other. But we were obviously operating in different frequencies that it was more painful to keep going than it was to just go on our own ways. I didn't expect us to reconnect or whatever but it seems that the universe brought us back together because our separation has done us a lot of good. Now I understand that we found each other at a certain point where we bonded over our shared trauma about our family but the foundation couldn't go on as we grew. Like if we were making choices to become better people, we could not um continue our relationship using the 
lang um flimsy foundation of trauma bonding we had to connect um reconnect again where um the foundation of our friendship would be rooted in love and mutual respect also i wanted to do a side note before i forget about this remember when i mentioned earlier that it that you spend time a lot of time and energy um gaslighting yourself and then ignoring your intuition you know it actually takes a lot more time and energy and effort to keep ignoring and being in denial ignoring your intuition and being in denial than it is to actually follow what it says something to think about so let's go back to m and i so i wanted uh for our friendship to grow so bad and for us to grow together but ultimately to be great friends to each other we had to go our separate ways so we can grow as individuals and now that we've reconnected i cannot help but be proud of her growth some people i often disconnect with fall back to their old ways but m continued no matter how burdensome it was to heal and be better it was not an easy journey it's not all cutesy and stuff but she soldiered on and now she's so strong, healthy and mature. Of course she's not perfect, but I cannot help but be proud. She's still at a work in progress, but I'm just really proud. And you know, separation has also given me a lot of reasons to be thankful for. And here's another reason why. A few years ago, I was part of this entrepreneur community and I was freaking excited to finally belong somewhere. You know how entrepreneurs are always like the black sheep, the outca the outcast or the underdog of the family because everyone don't won't support them in their um endeavors to start a business or not to work a nine to five anymore. They always get told you should work a real job. Like um, you know, they just feel rejected overall and I could relate to that. I finally found a community of um kindred spirits. So I, my, I, um, I even met a bunch of entrepreneurs in person that I really vibed with. And um, I related to whatever they were going through because like, even though it's in a different context, the feeling of pain was the same. And I also had this um, in, the com in the country or in the environment that I grew up in. I was always like different. I was always like, segregated from everybody else because i just thought differently i had my brain was wired differently i like different things than my family i like different things than my friends and my peers the people that i worked with like like i just wanted more and they just were okay with where they are i just like different things but you know somewhere along the way i started feeling this tightness in my chest again that every time i showed up in the community so what i it, i used to enjoy it so much but it wasn't fun anymore and every time i tell you i told you every time my chest feels tight it's usually a sign that i'm operating somewhere that isn't for me like it was for me at the moment it was for me for a season but it's not anymore as being steered by the universe in another direction yet again so I left and I was just on my own. I had no one to talk to at all, ever. It was just me, my thoughts, my spiritual awakening, my dogs. And I couldn't even talk about it to my husband yet because he wasn't prepared for the information that I had in my head. And it won't go through his. So I deleted all my social media that connected me to them. So recently when I made a new one, 
I stumbled upon a few of them on Facebook. I stumbled on a few of their profiles because I, the thing is when you're, uh, it works like this. An entrepreneur adds you, you add them back and then you become mutuals. And then when you get suggested to other entrepreneurs and they add you in hopes that you become their um, client prospective client or it's just for networking that's it so before but before i let them into my new profile i have to look at their um, posts because their the posts that they make is always revealing of what is going on internally like these people won't um make any effort to conceal it because they're all about the authenticity that's what their business coaches tell them if you want to attract your community you have to be raw in online you have to share your darkest deepest secrets you have to show them everything that um you were ashamed of and so that it won't have any power with you anymore like all that like um in layman's service like dirt every dirty laundry shit like that oh my god this is okay whatever anyway so i went onto their profiles and I read the conversations that they were having in the comments and my mind was just blown at the revelation because I've known these people like three, four years ago and I've been gone for almost that long, I guess. Uh, I, I realized that they haven't changed. Some of them haven't changed. They're still the same. And maybe I'm an elitist piece of work, but People who don't change in that long, uh, that span of time, you really give me the ick. Because what were you doing? Why are you not making any effort to change? And also, um, some of them did change, but they really revealed their true colors in a way that I realized was not very complimentary to mine. Like it just didn't sit right with my soul. It, because, like for example, there this there's this one guy. He is. Um, he's a father and he was bashing women and praising misogynistic views against women and this person could not like realize that what he's saying is effed up because nobody is brave nobody has the the cojones to um, call him out because they were like they're so busy raving him liking him and then having so many engagement in your post sometimes even if you're wrong like your views are wrong gives you a false consensus effect that oh yeah everyone likes what i'm saying i gotta keep doing stuff like this and maybe that's where the stagnation comes from there's also this one person that i also vibe with so much i realized that he is a fan of Andrew Tate. Oh my god. I'm I'm just you just know like you already know what that means. Like and um there's another person that she was really nice to me and for um a minute I was playing this tug of war trying to convince my intuition that why would I have to cut her off? Like she's nothing but nice and sweet to me. But my intuition was like just do it stop communicating with this person and then now i realize i understand why because this person is 
a complete emotional and energetic vampire. What she does, like, now she's clung on to somebody else. What she does is she copies this person's style and vibe and then makes it her own. And then tells people that she's the original curator of her persona. But it's actually just a watered-down version of the person that she just clung into. And she wouldn't even give that person any credit. You think that emotional and energetic vampire is not a big deal. It is a big deal. Because these types of people will take keep taking from you until you're drained. And then they move on to the next subject. I got away before that happened. Because she's done it before. She would take um, quotes from my book. And then she would post it on hers. And she wouldn't give me any credit for it. Like, you're actively plagiarizing me. And you won't even take credit for it. Like, she was just enjoying all this praise that she's saying. Whoa, yeah, yeah, you're right. That is excellent. Like, that is my brain that you like if you took a pick uh you took a piece of my idea from my intellectual property and you think that and you've made it yours and at that time when she did it like, a couple times i just gave her a pass because i was gaslighting myself thinking she's smart she's nice she's nice to me she's sweet but that was just like a smoke screen like so that i would give her the pass and i failed to see what it's gonna be like before because of my desperation for friendship had blinded me but today i am immensely grateful that i was able to pull away before i was influenced or abused yet again and of course there is one side of a separation where it opens you up to a world of unpleasant discoveries and you begin to see the relationship for what it really was and you realize that it was one-sided this whole time I'm going to give you another example. I've recently made a close friend. And I truly love being friends with her. She's so accommodating. She was nice. She was sweet. Of course, I'm going to be attracted to nice and sweet. Because I'm nice and sweet on a good day to people that I like. Anyway, she came, always came to me for advice. We had a long-distance friendship. Because she lives in another state. And we would have days where we had so much fun catching up. We would even watch movies remotely together. And we genuinely had a good time. But then somehow she would ghost me out of nowhere for days, weeks, or even months. I didn't really like that. Because, okay, call me um, picky or what. Or so critical. But I would like my friendships to let me know that, hey, we're not going to be able to talk for a few few months or a few weeks because i'm gonna be focusing on this as i do before i disappear i tell the people that i like and i am um i am with i have a friendship with that hey i'm gonna be disappearing if you really want to contact me email me here i change my number text me here before i disappear i don't just disappear out of nowhere that's not who i am and maybe i shouldn't be expecting other people to do the same but it speaks of character. So if you're not a match for my character, you know, it's not going to work for me. I mean, I get being busy, but I don't think anyone's that busy not to tell me that they'd be, they'd be gone for weeks. Because, you know, I'd be sending them TikToks and they read my messages right away. Like you can see the red, like, um, like uh, but I get red, radio silence. 
and then she needed me because she needed advice for her parents who were fighting and stuff like that. You know who would she talk to right away? Me. And who was there for her right away? Me. I was like a effing therapist. It felt like during her good, like, it started to feel like her doing, uh, her good times. It started to feel like during her good times, I wasn't the friend she'd have in mind, but would be the private friend she'd run to because no one else gave her solid advice like I do without judgment. And I realized that it wasn't working for me. So I told her that it seems like she didn't really have any space for me in her life. And I wish her the best. She tried texting me like nothing happened, and I just didn't respond. I refused to. Since I initiated the separation, I could see that the friendship, I could see the friendship for what it really was. It was one-sided, again. Because why is it that when she needed someone to check on her, I was always the first to do so, but she never did that for me. Why was it that I was always there first to reach out just because? But she never reached out to me because she thought about me. Why was it that I was only always the first one to that she reached out to for advice? But when she was feeling better, I didn't. It's like I didn't exist. Why? I always got this feeling that I always had to explain my soul to her, and even if I did, she still didn't understand me. So unconsciously, like she was wired to misunderstand me. I've always had her back, but my intuition tells me that there is no shred of loyalty in her body. Because when it got, came down to me needing her to have my back, she would probably prioritize not being in conflict with people who wronged me because it didn't happen to her versus just really rocking with me, you know? But when it was her, it was her on her side, like her parents um, was abusing her emotionally, and I didn't really like that. And I couldn't bring myself to even say hi or hello to her parents because I knew that this facade of the perfect family that they were showing to everybody was not real. Like, how can I be okay with that? I'm not going to tolerate anything like that. So it was a tough realization to learn that she never really liked me. But, you know, this is the relationship that made me realize the reason I keep attracting people who don't really like me genuinely because my subconscious kept identifying a familiar pattern that I experienced as a child wherein the women in my family, adults, caregivers, guardians, parents, my supposed first friendships never really liked me. They truly, they were just confused, I guess, because I was a child. But why would they think of me as a competition? I was four years old. I was eight. I was 14. And they were like in their 30s. And they would compete with me. Are you okay? And when things were going good for me, they would be nice to me just to get intel on what's going on. And then they would diminish um, the thing, the good thing that happened to me. Like, oh, it's not really a big deal. And then, or they would betray me after by taking away what was good for me. And then using it as they're like, my mind is just blown. Like, what the heck? Am I just truly just realizing right now? So apparently, my subconscious was allowing me to gravitate, uh, gravitate towards a familiar energy or pattern. And the cycle begins. I love them, care for them, genuinely be real with them, only for them to reject me in little ways that I can't sense. 
was an indication of them not liking me until it was too late. Nevertheless, I figured out how now how it was and it wasn't always like this. I've always been I've also been fortunate before meeting people who truly like me and all I got to do is retrain and rewire my subconscious to finding those types of people and let it unfold organically. So you know, separation is not always a bad thing. It's not goodbye forever. Sometimes it's just I'll see you later. So might be scary to let people go because you might lose them permanently. We might, or we might not. We can't really tell, but it is something that must be done so we can honor each of our individual journeys without each other. Sometimes one of the best ways of showing you love the person, believe in them, you trust and respect and value them, is just to let them go so they can figure life out by themselves. And who knows, somewhere along the road, maybe you'll meet again. And you realize you've grown into different people who can properly nurture and love each other and be there for one another. Or maybe you'll realize that you're no longer compatible with this kind of treatment, with their character, and you don't believe that having them in your life is benefit beneficial for either of you. That either way, lean into the uh, separation period. Embrace it. Don't resist because resistance will only prolong the agony. And it will only hit a uh, pause on the great things wanting to happen in your life. Because sometimes separation is like a purging of things to make room for the things that you refuse to do consciously. So it's a universe taking out stuff that's already played its role in your life so that you could make room for the new things that are more fitting for your season. So growth often comes with pain because you are being stretched out in so many ways to ensure you're ex often lonely, but it's only a small price to pay when what is waiting for you on the other end of these ordeals is the life and relationships that you've always dreamed of. And that concludes today's episode. I hope to see you again next, um, next week for episode 4. If you enjoyed this podcast, be sure to follow or subscribe so you can be notified about new episodes weekly. Feel free to rate, review, or share it with your friends if you found this helpful. Thank you so much for listening today, and I hope that this episode gave you the clarity and boost in the confidence you needed to move forward in pursuing your goals. Remember to always give yourself more credit because you might have been taking one small step today, but... One small intentional step you take brings you closer to your dreams of a better tomorrow. Until next time.